the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. To the people of Israel who are talking about how we're going to possess the whole thing and all the land's going to be ours again, God says, can't you see why this happened to the nation? Can't you see why the nation is destroyed? It's because of your ungodliness. And they couldn't see it. All they're concerned about is possessing the land again and getting it all back and rebuilding it better than before. No thought of why they're in the situation they're in. In a culture that's always busy, we rarely take time to stop and reflect on what happened to bring us where we are. And when life breaks down, it's easier to just plow ahead and try to fix what's been damaged than to pause and think. But as you'll learn in Ezekiel, pushing forward doesn't solve your root problems. Ezekiel urged the people to consider why their land had been destroyed, but they didn't want to hear it. Today, Pastor Dan urges you to do things differently and make space for reflection and change. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 33 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Verse 21, And it came to pass in the twelfth year of our captivity, in the tenth month, on the fifth day of the month, that one who had escaped from Jerusalem came to me and said, The city has been captured. So word finally arrives in Babylon. Remember, Ezekiel is in Babylon. Word finally arrives that Jerusalem has been captured and conquered by the Babylonians. Ezekiel, the prophet, warned the people literally for years that Jerusalem would be captured. No one believed him. Everyone dismissed what he said. They blew him off. And now here comes this one person who shows up with a message that Jerusalem is captured. And so Ezekiel, in kind of a tragic way, is vindicated here as a true prophet of God. And all those false prophets that said Jerusalem will never be captured, Jerusalem will never fall, they've been proven proven to be false prophets. With this guy's message. And watch what he says in verse 22. Now the hand of the Lord had been upon me the evening before the man came who had escaped. And he had opened my mouth So when he came to me in the morning, my mouth was opened. I was no longer mute. So so the night before this messenger arrived from Jerusalem in Babylon with this bad news, the hand of the Lord was upon Ezekiel, gave Ezekiel a message to speak. Remember, Ezekiel only spoke when God told him something to say. 
And so now the night before, God gives Ezekiel a message to share. And then the guy shows up the next day. And maybe you've experienced something like that. Where the the Lord impresses something upon your, your heart. And then the next day or the next week or the next month you realize why God impressed that thing upon your heart. Or maybe in the morning you're reading the Bible in your quiet time and you read a passage of Scripture and then later that day you're talking to someone and that passage comes up and it's the perfect passage of Scripture to share with that person. And you can see how the Lord was preparing you for that conversation and you didn't even know it. Uh, Or the Lord had impressed something on your heart and was preparing you for something that was going to happen the next day or the next week or or, or whenever it may be. And you can look and say, okay, wow, like I see why the Lord, you know, put that on my heart or, or why the Lord had me read that passage of scripture. I see now the Lord was preparing me for this. You know, occasionally the Lord will impress upon me to just fast not like for weeks at a time, but just like for a day or to skip a couple meals in the day and to really just try to focus on him in prayer. And I had a pattern there for a while where the Lord would impress this upon me and then something would happen that day or the next day, something big. You know, somebody would be in a car accident or somebody was in hospitalized, you know, uh, and it was the Lord was going before me and preparing my heart for the situation that I was going to be in. He does that. I remember saying to my wife one time, I said to her, you know, every time I fast, something bad happens. And I think I'm going to stop fasting. And my wife, in all of her godly wisdom, said, don't you think God is telling you to fast because he knows something bad is going to happen and he's trying to prepare you for it? I said, oh, I never thought of it that way. But he does. The Lord goes before us. The Lord prepares us. And the Lord impresses things upon us and speaks to us. And and he knows what's going to happen. And so he's preparing us for those things. You know, I I think about 2020 and uh, I've mentioned this before. You know, on, on Sunday mornings in our church, We have been in the New Testament, studying through the New Testament, since the first Sunday of the church, until 2020. And we went through the whole New Testament on Sunday mornings. We studied from Matthew to Revelation, every book, every verse. We finished the New Testament, and instead of going back to Matthew and starting over, I felt the Lord was impressing upon my heart to go to Genesis. We've never studied an Old Testament book on Sunday mornings. And in in the beginning of February, the Lord had us go into Genesis. And we've studied through Genesis on Sunday mornings. And, And the Lord has used the book of Genesis so profoundly to speak to us about the things that are going on. The things that are going on in our country and going on in, in the world today. I mean, he, he has directly spoken to us. The Lord knew we needed to be in Genesis because of everything that's happening. So that we could have God's perspective 
And, you, and you know, things like that happen. You say, wow, Lord, you really have gone before us in this. You really have prepared us for what's to come. And, and it's been the word for this season that we're in, you know, fitly spoken to us for this season. So verse 23, Ezekiel says, hey, the hand of the Lord was upon me the night before. And then this guy shows up. Verse 23, the, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, they who inhabit those ruins. Now watch what they say. They who inhabit those ruins in the land of Israel are saying, Abraham was only one and he inherited the land, but we are many. The land has been given to us as a possession. Therefore say to them, thus says the Lord God, you eat meat with blood, you lift up your eyes toward your idols and shed blood. Should you then possess the land? Ezekiel has a word here for those who are dwelling in the ruins of Israel, the ruins of Judah, who were saying in verse 24, Abraham was only one and he inherited the land, but we are many. The land has been given to us as a possession. They were saying, these are the people that are living back in the ruins of Jerusalem and Judah and Israel. They were saying, Abraham was only one man. He owned the whole country. There's a lot of us. And so ownership for us is even more certain because there's so many of us. Here's what I want you to understand what's happening here. The land of Judah was just destroyed by the Babylonians. The cities are in ruins. If you will, the cities are still smoldering. And the people that were living in the land of Israel, living in the midst of those ruins, they don't even pause for a moment to consider the destruction that has just happened to their nation. They are immediately, immediately on to how they're going to get it all back. They go right to that. Their hearts are so hard, they are not affected by what just happened in their nation. As they're in the ruins of it. They're thinking about, oh, we're going to get it all, it's all going to be ours. We're going to get it all back. And they're just, they're planning. And they, they don't even pause to consider what just happened. It reminds me of when King Saul was told by Samuel the prophet that God would take the kingdom away from him. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 13, Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. That's David. And the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. So the Lord, through the prophet Samuel, tells King Saul, your kingdom's not going to continue. God's taking the kingdom away from you and he's going to give it to another man that's a man after his own heart, King Saul. You're not going to be king anymore. And then Samuel leaves. And you know what Saul does next? I'll tell you what he doesn't do. He doesn't fall to his knees and pray or beg God for mercy 
You know what Saul does next? He counts his army. He counts his army. And he's on to the next battle. Without even breaking stride. God just told him, you're going to lose the kingdom. How many men do I have left? How powerful am I? And you, you, look at, you look at Saul, you look at that passage, and you want to say to King Saul, did you hear what Samuel just said to you? Were you listening to what he said? God is taking the kingdom from you. Don't you understand what God is doing to you, Saul? We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. Don't you think you should at least take a minute and let that sink in and consider the fact that God is taking the kingdom away from you? And here in Ezekiel, you want to say to the people living in the ruins of Israel, talking about getting all the land back for themselves, do you see what just happened to your country? Do you see how everything's destroyed? Do you, do you see how you're, you're living in ruins? Hello? McFly? I mean, come on. Why, why, have you not stopped? And considered, does it not give you any pause at all? As you look around? How about our own country? The things that have been going on leading up to this election. We're boarding up our cities. We're calling the National Guard. Now the uh, results of the election are in question. It's going to the courts. This legal battle. Have we ever, have we ever, do we even stop and think? Does it give us pause? That we can't have a peaceful, honest election? In the United States of America, that we need to board up our cities now and call the National Guard troops out? Now we'll just board up the cities, we'll still have it. Now we'll just bring the National Guard, now we'll just take it to court. Should, well, shouldn't we pause? Shouldn't we just think for a second? Isn't this a little crazy? Hello? And we're just rolling along. Just like they were in Israel. Everything's in ruins. Ah, oh, man, we're going to get it all back. This whole land's going to be ours. We'll rebuild all the cities. It's going to be great. Well, shouldn't you stop and consider what happened? The fact that everything's destroyed. Shouldn't that give you some pause? Something to think about? Shouldn't you maybe call time of prayer for the nation? Wouldn't that be helpful? But their hearts were so hard it didn't even face them. Didn't even slow them down. So verse 26. 
You rely on your sword, you commit abominations, and you defile one another's wives. Should you then possess the land? This is what God says to the people of Israel who are talking about how we're going to possess the whole thing and all the land's going to be ours again. God says, can't you see why this happened to the nation? Can't you see why the nation is destroyed? Is because of your ungodliness? And they couldn't see it. All they're concerned about is possessing the land again and getting it all back and rebuilding it better than before. No thought of why they're in the situation they're in. Say thus to them, verse 27, Thus says the Lord God, As I live, surely those who are in the ruins shall fall by the sword, and the one who is in the open field I will give to the beast to be devoured, and those who are in the strongholds and caves shall die of the pestilence, for I will make the land most desolate. Her arrogant strength shall cease, and the mountains of Israel shall be so desolate that no one will pass through. Then they shall know that I am the Lord when I have made the land most desolate because of all their abominations which they have committed. As for you, son of man, the children of your people are talking about you beside the walls and in the doors of their houses. They speak to one another, everyone saying to his brother, please come and hear what the word is that comes from the Lord. Ezekiel was the only guy in Babylon saying Jerusalem will be destroyed. And once Jerusalem is destroyed, Ezekiel goes viral. Everybody's talking about Ezekiel now because he was so right about what would happen And so everybody wants to know what Ezekiel has to say now. And so they're all coming. Where before he's got no one listening to him. Now all of a sudden Jerusalem falls and everybody wants to hear what Ezekiel has to say next. But watch what happens. Verse 31. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people. And they hear your words but they do not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. Here, we're told that crowds are showing up now to listen to Ezekiel preach. They listen to what he says. They hear his words, but no one does them. They hear him. They hear what he says, but no one does What he says, they are hearers of the word and not doers of the word. I I would say this is probably worse than having no crowd there at all. Like before, he's got no one listening. Now he's got a big crowd of people. They're listening, but they're not doing. They're hearers of the word, but not doers of the word. You know, James warns us that we can deceive ourselves. He's talking to believers. We can deceive ourselves by being hearers of the word and not doers of the word. Now, what does that mean? We can know the word. We can, you know, we can study the Bible. We can come to Bible studies and we can memorize scripture. And we've got all the word. We know the word, but we're not actually doing what the word of God says. And we deceive ourselves because we know what the Bible says. We've memorized the scriptures. We can quote the verses And we think that that pleases God when really what pleases God is being a doer of the word. And and it's this weird thing where we can deceive ourselves into thinking that God is pleased with us 
when really we're not really doing what God is asking us to do. And it's good to know the word, obviously. It's good to memorize scripture and learn the Bible and know where things are in the Bible. That, that's great, but we also need to be doers of the word. And if I tell my kids to do something, if I tell them to clean their room, I don't want them to memorize what I said. I want them to clean their room. I don't want to come back later and say, did you clean your room? And they say, no, but we memorized it. In fact, we put what you said to music so we can sing it now. And we can sing it to you. And we can close our eyes and raise our hands and sing it back to you, Dad. I didn't ask you to sing it to me. I asked you to do it. Yeah, but we memorized it in two different languages. That's nice, but that's not what I'm asking. Do you see? And, and we can deceive ourselves into thinking, well, I've memorized it. I know the verses, and I know the, I know the Greek, and I know the Hebrew, and I know, the, you know, I know what this commentary says about it, I know what that commentary says about it. But am I doing it? Am I doing what it says? God wants us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. In Ezekiel's day, big crowds suddenly now, they come and they're coming to hear Ezekiel and what he says. And, and people loved what Ezekiel said. But they're not doing it. It says at the end of verse 31, for with their mouth they showed much love. But their hearts pursue their own gains. Their hearts weren't changed. Their hearts weren't changed. They showed love. Oh, I love what he says. Oh, that's so good, Ezekiel. I love to hear you preach. And then they'd go out and pursue their own gains. You know, they say amen on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday, they're doing their own thing. Pursuing their own things. In verse 32, indeed, you are to them as a very lovely song. Your music to my ears. And one who has a pleasant voice and can, can play well on the instrument, for they hear your words, but they do not do them. Ezekiel was entertaining to the people. It was entertainment. People like to just go listen to what Ezekiel has to say. He's such a great speaker. He's such a beautiful voice, such a nice sounding voice. And we love to just hear what he has to say. He has such a way with words and but they're not doing what he says. You know, Jesus warns and says, Woe to you when all men speak well of you. When all men speak well of you. Because if all men are speaking well of you, either you are not speaking the truth, and that's why they like what you say, or, as in Ezekiel's case, they are not responding to it. And so he's got these people coming and they love to sit and listen to him. And then they walk out the door and their heart's not changed at all. Verse 33, and when this comes to pass, watch what God says, and surely it will come to pass. Then they will know that a prophet has been among them. Then they will know that Ezekiel is a true prophet of God. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the fun. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Ezekiel. The Israelites had a difficult time trusting God, especially when things didn't go their way. But despite their wavering faith, God's faithfulness never wavered. He even sent someone like Ezekiel to speak not only truth, but hope. God had something much greater for the Israelites, and He has something much greater for you, too. If today's message with Pastor Dan on Ring of Truth has touched you, and you'd like to know more about how God can change your life, we'd love to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. And we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study, and we'd love to have you join us. You can visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions, service times, and what you can expect when you join us. We want to say thank you for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the Bible when you tune in next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and will I know because I know His voice and it only takes It's true.